Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Hello and welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR 855am, 3CR Digital Radio and online at 3cr.org.au. My name is Kirsty and from the Brainwaves team we have Rebecca, Zach and Kaylin. This week we'll be having a panel discussion about the recent two-part SBS documentary series, How Mad Are You? The show addresses mental illness in an interesting way and aims to open up public discussion around mental illness stereotypes and stigma. We may be mentioning various mental illnesses, including bipolar, eating disorders and PTSD. If these are triggering topics for you, feel free to tune out now. As always, give Lifeline a call on 13 11 14 or the Wellways Helpline on 1300 111 400 if you are needing support or someone to talk to. So firstly, I thought we could begin by giving a bit of a summary of the show. So 10 Australians from all backgrounds and ages spend a week together. Five have a history of mental illness and five do not. One of the ten has a history of anorexia so severe that they fear drinking water would increase their weight. One member of the group has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. During periods of mania, they've impulsively spent large amounts of money before then succumbing to weeks of deep depression. In a unique experiment, the ten volunteers take part in a series of specially designed psychological tests and challenges overseen by clinical psychiatrist Dr Steve Ellen. These tests are designed to highlight the symptoms and character traits, which would indicate some of the most common disorders affecting Australians. Clinical depression, social anxiety disorder, schizophrenia, bipolar, OCD and anorexia. So I'll pass it over to you guys. What are your initial thoughts of the show? Um, I think the show was good, but I didn't really like how kind of short it was and how choppy it was at times because I believe there was a lot of information that was cut out in which is exactly what one of the individuals who did the experiment said that there was so much footage that they just cut out a lot Mm. that was really important um I think it was definitely good because I know throughout the whole program I myself I was kind of thinking okay who's got this who's got that and I thought that Mm. was really interesting to kind of see how we judge people based off appearance and what mental health issue they might have or if they have anything at all. Um, But I really liked how kind of the focus was that you don't really know who's struggling with a mental health issue and at some point in our lives we all struggle with something. And I think one of the people who did their experiment who had no history of mental illness at all he said himself that he at times he wants to cry at times he feels depressed Mm. and I think that's really important to like even acknowledge because sometimes you don't even have to be diagnosed with a mental 
illness to suffer from mental health issues. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. So with regards to, I guess, um, the people that were in the show, um, how did how did they sort of like introduce everyone and and sort of like like how they had how did they describe them to say have, have have a mental illness or that sort of thing like how did you perceive them I guess um well Andy who mm. was on the show it very like it was very stereotypical like mm. image like you'd see him and you'd like instantly think he'd have some form of mental illness and one of the illnesses the um psychologists thought he'd had was schizophrenia and that would be how he responded to cognitive testing because throughout the whole experiment they did testing of different types to see who would react more in a situation like for instance they did a comedy show Mm. and they put everyone on the spot and they had maybe a couple of hours to put together a three-minute show Mm. and then they were trying to test that to see who's showing more signs of like anxiety and then they did a drawing um, test and trying to decipher who who has like OCD and who's mm. like a perfectionist and it just kept going on with different tests mm. um, so even the psychologists sort of like were making assumptions way back in yeah because the they were wow. sitting in like the room yeah. in a separate room like watching them all and trying to work out who has what and most of the times they actually got it wrong completely <laughs> wrong I think they've only I think they only got one one person which is a guy who didn't wasn't diagnosed with mm. mental illness right and but other than that they pretty much diagnosed people with like an illness that they didn't have and I thought that was really interesting yeah, definitely I think that's kind of the whole point that they're trying to prove mm. that that mental illness can affect anyone mm. and someone can look like they're fine mm. and be suffering with something and on the opposite side, they can look like a stereotypical, I don't know, schizophrenic or whatever, and mm. not have it. Yeah. And that's the thing that they did talk about in the show, that the psychologist said that they didn't want to diagnose anyone with anything, with something that they don't have. Mm. Um, and one of the things is, because especially with Andy, they're like, is this a trait of someone who's schizophrenic, or is this just his personality and I think that's like so true is like how you can't really tell if it's a personality trait of themselves or if it's actually like a mental health like symptom it could just be a slight quirk or like him being a bit eccentric rather than a diagnosis Mm -hmm. yeah what are your thoughts no I, I, I agree I think it it was a good show in that in that regard um trying to um yeah change our attitudes about mental health and show us that that there's quite a big continuum there between like character traits and and these full-blown disorders um and the people are complex but um yeah but i do i do think that um i don't know like to play devil's advocate i do think that the labels have a have a place and i think that um I don't know. They they actually did make some some reasonably good uh, diagnosis in the end. Like they they got a few things wrong. Like say um, like Lisa was misdiagnosed with social anxiety, yeah. but it in the end she um, she revealed having OCD, which is an anxiety mm. disorder. And yeah. so it's very similar. 
Well, in the same family of disorders yeah. and same likewise with Mary, misdiagnosed with bipolar, but it turns out she had depression. They're both kind of mood oh, disorders. Okay. So that's, yeah, not completely I wonder if that's something off. that really happens in the professional side as well a lot where you often see people who get one diagnosis and then, you know, six months, 12 months, two years down the track, they see someone else and they flip that mm-hmm. diagnosis around with something else. So Yeah, and that's like a lot of, like I know that's especially with like bipolar and BPD mm, is because yeah. it's, like the symptoms are very similar mm. and a lot of the time most people get misdiagnosed with something they don't even have yeah. and it's in a, in a way it's kind of scary to think that that happens that, yeah. yeah and mm. to think that they could you know walk into a room and you know they're professionals we think that we're going to trust them and yeah. they're going to know what they're going to do <laughs> and they get it all wrong yeah. so yeah but I think what really surprised me about the program is because they were actually testing for like six different illnesses so it was social anxiety bipolar obsessive compulsive disorder anorexia depression um and schizophrenia and all that and it revealed that Sharon so they were kind of up and down they weren't too sure if she was suffering with some type of mental illness i can't remember if they actually did they pinpointed or not really not really and then she ended up revealing that she has ptsd anxiety bipolar struggled with postnatal depression and then six or so months later got re-diagnosed with bipolar and it's just Mm. like that that was the one that like threw me off completely because it because like, it didn't seem obvious to you. Yeah, no. And were there some that were, like, seriously stereotyped in the way they were trying to portray them so that you would think that they, were, you know, perhaps had a certain mental illness that they didn't? Or was it obvious that you could tell that, oh, no, this person's made to look like they have something that they don't have? Hmm. I think the only person that I thought had a mental illness actually did, and that was Cameron, because, like, through the test he would show, like, severe anxiety with some task Mm. um and he was really good at like the cognitive like testing and like I knew there was like just from an assumption like I knew like something had to be there but I wasn't too sure whether that was like OCD or something but Mm. like the diagnosis that he actually had which is schizophrenia Mm. like that just surprised me like Mm. it completely Mm. like yeah were you shocked by anything Zach um uh, yeah yeah yeah, I mean (laughs) (laughs) I, I think, it, the, you know, it had an, a bit of an inter- infotainment value yeah. to it. Like it kept us entertained. and So more like a reality kind of TV show aspect yeah. as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was done tastefully again, yeah. Yeah, as well. But, um, but yeah, I thought Cameron was interesting as well. And, and I thought it, at the end he was um, describing his experience with schizophrenia and saying how hard he needed to work to overcome the symptoms. Mm. Um which kind of ended up making him look like he had OCD because he was ah, being so sort yeah. of overly controlled about his behaviour. And, yeah, I think like that So was, do you think that was almost scripted that way to kind of lead it that way? Or, no, no, no. Or it just, no, no. just happened naturally with his own sort of like exploration? Yeah. No, I think as you guys said, a yeah. lot of things look really similar. Like, yeah, um, yeah trauma mm. bi- can be confused with bipolar Absolutely. and aut- autism. And so, yeah, lots, yeah. yeah. Okay. so I think... Yeah, because there was one lady, Brie, who I believe she grew up in, I think it was like a religious cult or something, and Mm. the um, doctors immediately thought, okay, there's like some type of trauma, but at the end it just came back out that like she had no like mental illness diagnosed at all. And it just like goes to show like you can't really tell and you can't really judge based Mm. off like appearance or Mm. even, even from their experiment 
even just from observing people, you can't really know like mm. what they're struggling with. And that I think was the hardest part about the whole experiment for like the doctors is because mm. they couldn't, because they had like no history, they had no clue. And they um, had no actual interaction with Oh, really? Yeah, so they didn't actually... Oh, they were wow. So they were just watching them all filmed. on the stream. Mm. Oh, so, so I guess they were having the same experience that you guys were having. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you could see, like, just through their notes, they were, like, going through their notes trying to work it out, and they just said, I think, after they incorrectly diagnosed someone, they walked out and they just said, yeah, I'm completely stuck, like, I have no clue. Yeah. And it's And it's so interesting to... Yeah to even see because we like rely on these people to give us proper diagnosis mm-hmm. and proper treatment yeah. so i think that's really interesting to see yeah oh, yeah wow mm-hmm. so one of the main aims of the show was to reduce stigma around mental illness do you think it effectively achieved this what do you think about um that? i think so in a way but i still feel like we've got a long way to go mm-hmm. and i think I would have liked the documentary to be a bit longer. I think it'd be really interesting if they did, like, a part two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I know. I feel like there's always going to be some stigma. And in a way, I'd like to have gotten the backstories mm. a little bit more, like, go into a bit more detail. But obviously... Do you think they did that so that you had the same perception where you couldn't really see what was going on for them? Or you mean, like, after the fact you'd rather have the backstories? I think both. I yeah. think... They didn't really go into much detail at all. Like, they'd have snippets of conversations where they'd talk about some things that they weren't comfortable with. And most of the time, there was the people who weren't diagnosed with a mental illness. They still expressed the same concerns as people who were diagnosed. And I think that's, Mm. like, that's important Mm. because everyone struggles with something and it's people who are considered mentally healthy. Mm. Like, they they can struggle too it doesn't discriminate no that's right absolutely yeah yeah i think it's good that shows like this do open up conversation Mm. and even if they don't like have it perfect it's still better than oh absolutely and the fact that it's on like primetime tv Like and I think also too, we're all people, it. like, we all have, like, lived experience in some way. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people out there that wouldn't even know what mental mm. illness looks like. Yeah. yeah. So from that point of view, you know, taking away the whole stigma side of it, it's yeah. also providing a bit of education as well for, for you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely been a mixed view of reactions. Mm. Um, I was on Twitter earlier and a few people, um, like Caroline on Twitter said, it's an interesting concept, but she's not too sure why there isn't someone with a lived experience on the expert panel. Mm. Maybe there is, but... Oh, hang on, there's the host, and he has a lived experience oh, of depression. Yeah, but the actual, like, the <coughs> actual doctor, like, trying yeah. to diagnose. Oh, okay. um, and then some people, like, it's made them so proud um, to see how the participants, like, have come out to the world and have, like told their stories mm. um and then some people like i'm quite enjoying how wrong the so-called experts are <laughs> goes to show. well that's what i was thinking yeah. before like when you were saying about how they couldn't diagnose i was thinking back to times when i've had to do case studies and they are the worst possible thing you can do you get like a tiny snippet and you have to make all these you know mm. assumptions of thinking yeah that's what that feels like <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it just goes to show like how dangerous labeling yeah really of course is. yeah Mm. both ways i mean it's still good to have labeling go on what are your oh, well, thoughts 
Well, you have to assume that the when they received their diagnosis, that mm. that it was a much much more um, it, thorough. thorough and comprehensive. Mm. You know, I, I don't I don't even know how you receive. You know, is it is it a, psych, a psychiatrist? Did they go in to say what the testing was or how they diagnosed? Or no. did they oh no, just... these people were previously diagnosed. Oh, previ- with oh okay. So you're talking mm. about you don't know how how well their previous diagnosis went, I guess. Well, you you'd assume that yeah. that it, you know, look, there's this term ecological validity just mm. to throw in a big <laughs> word. I mean, it, it wasn't a very, you know, it, it didn't represent the real world of 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 um. Uh, diagnosing yeah. someone with mental illness, so mm. you can't. Yeah, you can't really compare, can you? I mean, mm. um, it was. So, I think. Yeah. Um, so, so the way that they diagnosed was more involved. Is that what you're saying? Or you talking? You'd hope about, so. Yeah. If you're going to give someone a label, you're not <laughs> exactly. going to do it through a. <laughs> but even TV even show, then, there's like, definitely some labels that, like, with, like, associated to like mental illnesses and like disorders there's some really like hurtful labels out there and mm. that like, like are stigmatized like mm. for bpd for instance like it's made to be like people who suffer from like bpd especially in the media mm. and in fiction that they're these like really evil people mm. who are dangerous to like society and yeah. mm. dangerous to like you, so those are the themselves. preconceived notions that we yeah. as society have against certain labels. That yeah. Are like, yeah, and I think that's why personally, like, I don't like to label people, mm. although, like, it's always going to happen. Like, I think it's just a natural, like, human mm. instinct. Like, we always want to put mm. someone Categories, in, like, a certain yeah. Yeah. category, so if, but it's yeah. not always, like, helpful, like, for BPD, yeah. for instance. So do you think that this would help with the labels too, then to give them more clarity rather than to yeah. stick to the stereotypes of what a label is so it's like breaking down a different type of stigma really you know i think there definitely has to be more research into it like i think it would be really good if they released like behind the scenes footage or just something Mm. else because i feel like like the two hours that was like split together like half of it was focused on social anxiety and Mm. bipolar um and then the next half was completely focused on the other like three mental Mm. disorders and like I feel like there was just not enough time to go into it um Mm. and to discuss it and I think that's what it would need and that's what you need to go into to like talk about like mental health Mm. and try and reduce stigma yeah so yeah I would really like a follow-up or just like an extended like documentary because I feel like there wasn't as much information Mm. as there was and the one thing that I did enjoy is they mentioned an experiment like within like the first like 10 minutes of the documentary saying I can't remember exactly but basically people who weren't diagnosed with any mental illness who had no history of mental illness actually went into psychiatric care like pretending to have mental illness and to like see how Mm. like things would react and that was like years ago. I was gonna say I think I've heard of a woman that did yeah there's a woman that did that many many years ago yeah Yeah. I've heard of that yeah so yeah I think a little bit more into that would have Mm. been a bit more interesting Mm. I think so is there something that you I mean you've already said that that was something that they did well for Mm. you what about you guys what did you feel they did well um I like how the panel were quite humble in yeah. saying, like, we're really, we're stumped here. Yeah. Rather than trying to come across as experts, 
just by observing. So, they were, so they were okay with the fact that they weren't yeah. getting it right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's good. And I feel like you can't really expect more from them. No. Like it's not as if they've had like a long observation. Mm. But yeah, so I like mm. that. Mm. What about you, Zach? Um, I I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, overall, um, I guess I quite like the they did this body mm. body dis, body dysmorphic oh, okay. body body disorder test. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of kind of interesting. There was Mitch who. Who, who we were all surprised actually had this history of anorexia, but he was quite confident when he was talking mm. about his, you know, they were all getting to put on tights and, and kind of expose their body shapes. And he was quite confident. He was mm. quite comfortable. Yeah, He said he had like a great body image yeah. and everything, but then the data suggested otherwise. Wow. Yeah. And, and there was Catherine who was the opposite. She was crying and, you know, we we're thinking, gee, here we go. You know, this is a red flag for someone mm. who's really quite um, hung up. But um, yeah, and I thought the test was amazing, and that's really interesting. The fact that you you know you don't necessarily need to rely on um, human error. You know, yeah. we, we've got these technologies, and um, sure enough, Mitch, yeah, he's he's got this horrible history yeah. of anorexia, and and I, that's something the experts didn't even know yeah. until the testing came out, and that's mm. when it proved that, yeah. And so, and so, so was that the basis of the test? So they would make them wear clothing that was, I the, guess... It was an eye-tracking test. So okay. They were kind of looking at an image of themselves. And, and then other people. Yeah. And they could see where their eyes were looking. Uh, and Mitch had this, like, was it, tw- it was something like 24 was, think, square wave yeah. jerks per minute. It was like, head, <laughs> like <laughs> biceps, like wow. shoulders, like so, chest and everything. Yeah, he was like it's this insane. massive outlier. Um, but... And he talked about not liking the label, like how, you know, it sort of makes it real for him that, mm. that given this label, you know, he makes it feel like that's what I am, which is fair enough. And, and I think they did that really well um, to show the importance of, of not having a label. Mm. But then again, you know, it, the test kind of kind of reveals he's got this strong vulnerability for yeah. that disorder because yeah. it, it, it's not like it hasn't gone away. He doesn't have the symptoms. He looks mm. good. And he's, um, you know, he's... There's still that, I don't know, I want to call it obsession, but, like, that that's something that he's focused think, yeah. on. Yeah. I feel like with any, like, disorder, like, even though you're in recovery oh, and you might look you. recovered, yeah. you like, it's still, like, a daily battle mm. to fight, like, any type of mental illness. Yeah. Like, you're, you still always, like, have to be on the road to recovery because yeah. if there's, like, one mistake and you can just relapse. Mm. Um, and I thought it was, like, really interesting because he spoke of... Because they asked him, like, what methods had he tried and, like, what really got him through it. And I'm pretty sure he said that one of the things that made him, like, move forward was just the image of him, I think his brother, his mother, Mm. and his dad, like, holding him down and, like, force-feeding him with the spoon. And I think he said that he used that as his way to, like, push forward. And he used cognitive behaviour therapy, Mm. acceptance Mm. or something therapy, and then yoga. And he said yoga helped him so much with his illness and Mm. i thought it was really nice it was really good to even just hear his story so did they then talk i guess about how people had um sort of stayed well like in that space not really really? they just asked him like how he's managed like to push through it and get to where he is yeah but i think at the end of the day like like you like you'll always 
have to be like on the road to recovery and it's yeah. so easy to slip back into and you need like, that patterns. self-awareness if you don't have that i think that's mm. when you're most most yeah. likely to fall yeah. back into those patterns and yeah yeah so mm. yeah and so now that we've said things that we loved what were things that you didn't love um I just think, like, of how short. Yeah, that's what <laughs> you want more backstory. Story. Yeah, like, I feel like if you're going to make a documentary, like, make it into, like, five mm. or so parts. Like, don't try it. Because it was, like, a week experiment. But it is SBS, though. I've known it them to true. do, like, they'll take one show and then they'll turn it into another show. So who knows? There could be something already under wraps that we don't mm, know about. Yeah. So. And I think it would just be interesting to just make it into, like, a longer series because that would have been better, mm. I think, for everyone involved. Mm. Yeah, that would be my point as well. Like, there are so many important concepts and topics that could have been discussed further. Yeah, especially because they didn't go into detail with, like, the, like, disorders. Like, I mean, like, the first part of the documentary was based off just social anxiety yeah. and then bipolar. And then the next part was um, was depression, anorexia, schizophrenia and all that. And it's, like, it wasn't really rationed well, I don't think. Mm. Yeah, because it was like a weak experiment. I, yeah. Like seven episodes or something just yeah. focusing on one Yeah. instead of just focusing on, okay, they do this experiment, they talk a little, go to another experiment mm. and then keep going. And I've got to ask, I don't know if I asked this before, I can't recall, but are the, were the experiments things that we've heard of before or things that we know are used in like... By, by psychologists, I guess, or like... Well, the yeah, first weren't. experiment was like a stand-up comedy Comedy thing. thing. So I don't think that's a comedy Yeah, this is what I'm thing. trying to think. Like, that's like, it's yeah. what you would see in like a reality show yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Then there was a gambling one, which I've never seen because I don't think you'd, like any psychologist <laughs> would recommend gambling. Yeah. Um, and then there was obviously the eye testing one, which I think mm. could actually be useful. And I think that was actually... Um, organized like by Swinburne students, like oh, they actually yeah. did the testing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there was, was there was some raft building in this in yeah. the second episode. Okay. But then there was a drawing one, which yeah. I guess would there was be that little common. block one as well. Yeah, and that's the one which Cameron exceeded extremely well out, and mm-hmm. he didn't realize because um, especially they just like to wrap it up. They especially talked about at the end because he got super emotional. He just said that he knows with schizophrenia that the cognitive function, like as time goes on, like it, mm. it, like it gets really bad, mm. but he actually had great cognitive like testing results. Oh, wow. mm. So it's just really interesting. Mm. There's so much to talk about it. We could so, keep going on. Mm. <laughs> so does anyone have any final thought, I guess, before we wrap it up today? I think I've said all. <laughs> yes. Well, it sounds yeah, great. Watch, I'm watch, watch our stereotyping and, yeah. and labeling, and yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, don't be quick to judge. Yeah. And labels? How do we feel about labels? They're okay. I don't uh, like that. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think it'd be interesting if people at home want to watch it. Like it's it's pretty good. Like if you've got a spare two hours and yeah. want to like mm. watch something relation to, well, I'm definitely going to go and watch it now. And it's yeah. a good conversation starter. Yeah, yeah it, it's kind of it's a thought pro. Um, provoking provoking like documentary which is always interesting yeah Yeah. all right well thanks guys for listening to this week's episode of brainwaves and thanks for all of your thoughts team (laughs) (laughs) so if you need support with any issues feel free to contact lifeline on 13 11 14 or the wellways helpline on 1300 111 400 
Next week, the team will be discussing Season 2 of 13 Reasons Why. Stay tuned from Renegade Economist here on 3CR 855 AM. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.